1: Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
0: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today, we're going to be doing our second Chumps, Champs, and Challengers episode. Rejoining us for Chumps, Champs, and Challengers is Jordan Crawford, who is the CEO at Blueprint. Which helps B2B companies build go to market systems by pain, not persona. Jordan is also a guest host on the Martech podcast and a self confessed data hound. Last month, Jordan and I did our first Chumps, Champs, and Challengers episode where we focus on conversational marketing software. Let's call that bots. Today, we're going to tackle conversational intelligence software, the category. Okay, here's my conversation with Jordan Crawford, the CEO at Blueprint. Jordan,
1: welcome back to the pod. As always, Doug, I so enjoy our conversations, and I'm grateful that you have me.
0: Well, I have to tell you, Jordan, you make me look smart, so you're going to be on the show a lot. (laughs) My job is to set up the category so we can dig in. If folks recall, we pick a few companies in a particular category. Jordan and I talk about them. We get a little understanding. We give you some understanding. Then we walk back and we do something we call chumps, champs, and challengers, and we define them based on our own opinions and experience. The marketplace, minor superior, by the way. Okay. So I'm gonna define this, guys, and it feels like these categories are starting to sound a lot of the same. Conversations intelligence is an example. Sounds a lot like the prior category we talked about yesterday. So here's the definition. Conversational intelligence software records, transcribes, and analyzes sales calls through analyzing sales calls, CI software, conversational intelligence, can identify keywords and topics of conversation so users can quickly jump to those points in the recorded sales calls and further analyze valuable insights. Okay, so Jordan, we picked four companies to talk about. We talked about Gong.io, we're gonna talk about Chorus AI, we're gonna talk about Fathom, we're gonna talk about Pickle. So I wanna start with Gong.io, I'm gonna read their marketing, give you some stats, and then I wanna dig in. So Gong.io unlocks reality, again, their marketing to help people and companies reach their full potential. Gong is based in San Francisco and has taken on 583 million in funding. They were founded again in 2015, this is just yesterday, and Jordan, they're a <laughs> unicorn. So Jordan, you have this really unique perspective on companies go to market. You can really peel things back and take a pretty profound look. I've always been really impressed by it. Let's start there. How could Gong think about their go to market differently?
1: Yeah, well, let's start with a thesis about the conversational intelligence tools, kind of as a whole. And my thesis here, and I'm curious to hear your take, Doug, is that really which companies must learn from their mistakes and onboard faster? That's my kind of primary thesis for this category. Those are the people that need dong, <laughs> that need dong. Oh my gosh! Please edit that. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. No, that
0: goes in there. <laughs> that need gong. I think you were trying to say.
1: Yeah. 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 So what do you see as the jobs to be done here as a potential buyer of a, of a software like Gong?
0: Well, you know what sucks is you sort of set it up really well, Jordan. So I'm gonna find that my definition is really close to yours, but I look at it in two ways. The first is, you know, time to value, meaning how quickly can I get value, predictable value out of new employees? And specifically, I'm looking at sales development reps and getting them ramped, right? A lot of SDRs are at the forefront. They're taking those calls, scheduling meetings, but most importantly, if they're really good, every conversation is a mini discovery. Quite often, they're actually responsible for discovery. Some organizations actually have SDRs demoing software before it ever gets to a salesperson. So if you're able to evaluate that person's ability to understand both their customer and the product, and you could do that you know, passively, meaning you could listen to their conversations or just read a transcript or even take some meta keywords out of that, that's really valuable. So that's one way I look at it. The second thing is it's giving you that some confidence or some ability to increase the average performance of your mid-tier reps. Yeah, Right? So how can I tweak and move those folks along? And I got to tell you, that's, that's really powerful for sales leaders because, you know, I have to say at the end of the day, you have star players, you have your bottom folks who just probably shouldn't be in sales. They tend to get rotated out. And then the middle is really where you make your money and you have predictability. And I will quote something here, Jordan, and tell you that the average B2B SaaS sales quoted team is 61%. That's pretty low, wow, right? That's yeah. pretty low. So if you're the organization that can get to 65 or 66, that's equivalent to four or five people, depending on the size of the organization. That's a big value add.
1: This is about pipeline forecasting too. Like I imagine that if there's craziness happening in the mid funnel or in your conversations and you don't know about it, that you're going to miss your numbers. And it's going to be hard for you to determine why. Would you use a tool like Gong to do that? I
0: would I wouldn't. I I, yeah. I, I would say there's just so many other ways to get there. Yeah, you know, the heuristics of failure are so clear. I think it's just about those you know managing on the margins with this type of software.
1: Well, and the other point that you know we had chatted previously is that I ask you a question like, what's the half life of your understanding on the market? And you're like six months. And so I imagine that hearing from your leads and how they're talking about things differently is going to be really important for you as a CMO.
0: Yeah, it is, and I have to say, Jordan, I think we just should take a little tour. And again. If anybody has listened to the podcast before, I probably refer to Gong. I'm very impressed by them. I have to say that's definitely going to influence my Chump's Challengers (laughs) evaluation, no doubt about it. But as you look from your perspective, Jordan, how would you take Gong and say, how could they go to market differently based on what they're currently doing? And I think it's going to help us understand exactly how you view things, but frankly, how are you going to judge these guys?
1: Yeah, for sure. And so the first thing I think about is like, what are the first principles? What are the pieces that we need to understand the most for someone that might need to hire a gong, right? And for me, there's three things that are important. The first is reps. So I want to think about what number of sales reps. You can't sell Gong to someone that doesn't have sales reps. Now they have other use cases, but let's just focus on the sort of sales use case for now. And specifically, I want to know the reps relative to total employees. So if they have 100 employees and 50 of them are sales reps, like I know that that organization cares so much about sales. But then I want to know products. I want to have a good understanding of how many products are you selling, right? How, how hard is it to learn uh, the difference? So, you know, we were talking about Drift last time. And, it, you know, you, you go on their products page and they have a, a thousand different products, right? And so for any new employee to become an expert on all of these products, it's like harder for them to do that. And the last thing I think really care about here is they have a culture of learning. And so really, I want to know what are the companies that are actively thinking about this in sort of cycles, right? Like how do we get better and how do we have an honest conversation about where our gaps are, where our learnings need to improve? Those are the kind of the three things that I think those are the types of first principles that we really care about for thinking about go to market for all of these tools. Okay. And
0: we're going to also talk about Chorus AI recently acquired by Zoom last summer. We're going to talk about Fathom. We're going to talk about Pickle. And each of these companies, I think you know cheers to us, Jordan, good choices because there's some real differences in the way that these guys approach the marketplace. so let's go through let's talk about gong and then I want to talk about course I want to talk about fathom. so gong is let's say they're the big dog, right this is yeah. this is the originator of the category is that fair, Jordan?
1: yeah, that's how I
0: see them. okay, and how do we see their value prop compared to say somebody else like a course? is there a difference? is there daylight between them?
1: Oh, boy, hard to say make every interaction count. So when I hear that, the first thing I'm thinking of, like, who are selling into the Fortune 100, Fortune 500, right? Who are selling to serious people like the C-suite, who have like long sales cycles, right? Where a mistake can actually cost you a lot. And so that seems to be the sort of message that Chorus is leading with. Whereas it seems like Gong talks a lot about sort of mid markety stuff, right? Like get new reps, closing deals faster. So there's some like, velocity, like what you talked about, right? Onboarding new reps. So just in some of the way that they talk about themselves, it seems like one is a high stakes and the other is where do you need to like improve and deal velocity, new reps coming on? So more sort of faster churning.
0: Okay. And I have to say, you know, ask that question, Jordan, because I, I'm struggling to see the daylight between Chorus and Kong in many ways. And I, I think they're really the Pepsi and Coca-Cola, of the market, since I talked about Chorus... Here's their marketing folks. They're an AI conversation intelligence cloud platform for sales teams that can transform conversations into data insights. They were acquired, as I mentioned before, by ZoomInfo in July of 2021 for $575 million. I have to mention this one because this is interesting what the multiples were, at least on funding. But prior to being acquired, they were they had taken on $100 million, a little bit over $100 million in funding. Fathom is the next one we're going to talk about. Fathom is a free Zoom app that, again, this is their marketing that records transcribes and highlights the key moments from your Zoom call so you can focus on the conversation instead of taking notes. And then we pick Pickle as well. And I feel like Pickle and Fathom are the most similar. Pickle helps sales teams effortlessly grow revenue by capturing, finding and sharing key sales moments in Zoom meetings. Pickle was founded in Sandy, Utah. It's now a tech center, by the way, in 2020 and took on its first seed round earlier this year. So, if I'm seeing daylight, Jordan, it's between really the groupings in this cohort. So I feel like Gong and Chorus are very similar. I feel like, yeah, you've nailed that. You've nailed the delta between kind of the intent in terms of whether they're going over these larger deals or smaller deals and where can Chorus play. It feels like Chorus plays across those, the volume of deals maybe a bit better. I feel like Fathom and Pickle have said, okay, oh, hey, look, you already have an infrastructure in place. We don't need to add an infrastructure and in your infrastructure Zoom. So how do we effectively sit on the back of Zoom or effectively listen in on what Zoom's doing without you having to go through the whole process of installing a bunch of new stuff? Just pick us, we're an app on the Zoom platform. Does that sound about right?
1: yeah exactly and i think that your categorization here is spot on and th- just as like we talked about hubspot right trying to take deals from the bottom hey it's free it's cheap it's product-led growth and so these folks are not necessarily leading with like let's in let's intelligence let's like improve your pipeline let's like forecast this is just a hey you want to take notes and share key learnings this is a tool to do it and if that's what you're going to use gong or chorus for then don't pay the high price just use us instead And so instead of looking at things like, you know, who has a complex sale or who cares about like where relationships matter and there's cross sells and upsells and you know, you, who like talks about coaching, for example, I'm going to look at what are the companies that are smaller that maybe have a couple, two, three, four reps that just really need, they're just starting to get to that point where the founder's not doing sales. And I'm going to leave it with a product like growth motion to those types of folks and get them in early. So when they graduate, hopefully I can be just valuable enough for you not to buy a gong or a gong.
0: So you've taken some time and you're a busy guy, you've got a company to run, but you've taken the time, thank you, Jordan, to evaluate each of these companies in terms of how they're going to market. Again, helping us understand who's potentially going to be the challenger, the champ and the chump here. Anything that stood out amongst the companies that you want to mention in terms of their go-to-market and what that might indicate for the future and how they see the world?
1: Yeah, well, I actually sort of think about the other way around. It's like, what are different ways that each of these companies can go to market and what might they care about? And how can they identify the things that their targets care about? And so, you know, we talked a little bit about this, right? Like, are they selling into serious accounts? Are they selling to serious people, CXOs, C-suite, long sales cycles? Is there high sales rep earning, right? Where it's like on-target earnings are 100K plus you know, is there a complex sale? So highly collaborative or multiple personas with a customer journey where relationships matter. So I was like looking through some job descriptions that I found trusted advisor, right? When you hear words like that, you can't hire a sales rep out a college and say, just go sell to Pepsi, right? Or just go sell to Chevron, right? That's a different type of sale. And that's really what Chorus and Gong, I think should be focused on. And the fathom and the pickles of the world I think they're just trying to get in early, right? What's the exact moment that you have your first rep? It's free. You know, do you use Zoom and you want to install this thing so you can learn from what your first rep is learning and get into that account early. And so there's like one other piece, Doug, and I'm so curious to hear how you think about this is just really like, which companies are learning focused, right? I definitely know companies that hire sales reps and say, the quota starts today, go sell. And I don't really care how you do it. I don't care how you drive pipelines. It's not my responsibility to teach you. But then there are other sort of higher performing organizations that care about coaching or like sales systems. They talk about sales being connected to other organizations. And this is where I'm specifically curious to get your thoughts. How do they think about MQLs versus SQLs versus a CRO, right? And battles between different departments versus let's focus on revenue. So I'm curious to get sort of your take on that specifically.
0: Yeah, and this gets back to the jobs to be done aspect we want to take in evaluating any companies with chump challengers. And I gotta tell you that gonna give a baseball analogy, it is baseball season, but it's a little bit like the evolution of baseball from the 70s when you had, you know, the hitting coach that would basically walk out there and be like, you know, keep your eye on the ball, kid. It's gonna go fine, right? Like to some degree it was about, you know, deep knowledge and institutional understanding, and they probably were hitters at some point in time. They'd just seen enough at bats. That, you know, the human brain is, by the way, an amazing thing, right? And and could just process and be like, okay, here's what you need to do. This is change your stance. This is what's happening on curveballs. Like, by the way, it was pretty effective, right? So to me, that's a lot of sales organizations are out there. You've got sales leaders who are effectively going, the guy with the chew and the, you're just going to, you're just, you just need to be doing a better job, keeping your eye on the ball and, you know, just swing through. I don't know. Guys, clearly I'm not a baseball player (laughs) because that was crap advice. But that's where I think things have really evolved. And that's where I see Chorus and Gong really being interesting in this from the perspective of they're the organization that's saying we're building skills. And this is how you're continuously layering and building skills. So I see where you're coming from there, Jordan. I would say that the vast majority of B2B tech companies fall into that place because guess what? Our margins are huge. We're 97% margin on software. So... Where do we actually have investment? Well, our investment isn't our software structure, it's people and it's their selling skills. And if we can make them better, completely agree. And if I look at this from a job to be done standpoint, it's pretty simple. But I look at it as an intrinsic part of your internal ability to be better and better. I think that's where the winner is. And I think that's where Fathom and Pickle fall down.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's like, I can't imagine them coming to you as a leader with like, take notes on your zoom call as their main value prop. You're like, that's, I don't have a notes on zoom call problem. Like I don't need to just hear what the rep said, right? Like that's not my challenge. My challenge is that, you know, I've got 30 different sales reps that are all saying different things and I don't want that, but I don't know who's doing it better. Like I can look at the pipeline and see who's, you know, bringing the bacon, but how do I take that learning to your point to the mid rep and like drag that average up? How do I find the bad reps ahead of time? So they don't go burn my reputation in the market. Right. It's like, you know, you see this all the time, right? Where it's like, of course it can do that. Of course it can do that. The customer signs in and then, you know, the success team is like, wait, we can't do any of that stuff that they (laughs) they told you, right? You want to get that person out. Yeah, it's you know back to the
0: baseball analogy here, folks. Really, what we're saying is, we've got video, we've got digital video, we've got you know thousands of hours and a staff of twenty of analyzing every single you know at bat and coming every single day and helping that hitter and what's happening. We've got scouting, we've got coaching. We understand you know what that pitcher is going to throw. That's really Gong IO, and that's Chorus. That's Gong and Chorus, right? They're gonna they're gonna find every potential nuance in how you're selling, at least in terms of what they can capture in those interactions.
1: Yeah, I was just saying, there was one other thought I had here, which is that the people that really need this, proactively identifying them, you can think about things like who have a lot of junior hires, right? Where you're really gonna need to bring up their skill fast or where's like, are there a lot of sales team churn, right? So you're thinking about, wow, okay, what are companies that are losing reps because maybe they haven't sort of instituted better learnings across them or complex products, right? who are the reps that are really going to have to learn, you know, there's keywords, PCI, SSO, right? Like where are the pieces of software that actually you got to learn about the blockchain, which will take you a couple of years. (laughs) So good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Exactly. It has something to do with energy in Denmark. I don't know. (laughs) And so this is the, this is the thing that I'm thinking about. It's like, where are the organizations that are, that really have a good, give and play between learning focused or they're learning focused organizations and they have a lot of learning needs, right? They really, really need to, to learn those things. And within those categories, there's a bunch of different signals you can look for and data points that you could go pull to understand that sort of give and take.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I have to say we're at that part of the show where we need to show up or shut up, Jordan. All <laughs> right. So we've, we've tried to kind of massage this, right? We're trying to understand, get people to understand where we're coming from and how we're seeing this. I will add a little bit of a layer before I force you to make your decisions here, Jordan. But the other layer I'm going to add here is that as the category grows and evolves, I do think that we're going to see the organizations that can become more sophisticated of exactly what we're talking about and improving the average seller's ability to sell are going to be the winners. So that's where I see the market going. And having said that, I'm going to go champion first. Okay, just it's the natural place to start. Yeah. Then I'm going to go challenge. I'm going to go chomp and I'm just going to I'm going to go one one one. Ready? I'm just going to go. You ready? Yeah. 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 Okay, My champion is gone. Not a shock. Just deeply impressed with Gong overall. But I think they are the folks that are zeroing in on our job is to improve performance of the average sales rep. And I'm pretty sure somewhere in that building there is a chart. There is a wall and the number 61 percent is up there. Which is average quota attainment. And their job is to say, no, it's down 65%. That's our value to the marketplace. So that's my champion. I gotta tell you, my chump, folks, is chorus. Whoa. Jordan, this is the part where you asked me why is why is chorus your chump?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell me. What I don't understand. Well, how is chorus your chump? Their marketing looks indistinguishable. Didn't you just say that? <laughs> I
0: did. And here's why. And this is, you know, I have to say cheers to chorus because Getting acquired by Zoom, by the way, great company, great people, great products, great, 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 right? Nothing negative to say yeah. about Zoom and yeah. what they're doing in the marketplace. A lot of impressive things happening. Chorus immediately, in my mind's eye, was less capable in the future the second they were acquired. And this is this is what happens, right, during acquisitions, which is, at the end of the day, their mission changes. And their mission becomes about supporting the overall former Discover org now Zoom Info, their job is to support this overall growth mission, and you get soft, you get soft. So, course is great right now, no doubt about it. I have to say, it, you're right. Gong and course are pretty much neck and neck. I got to tell you, the folks that are most excited about that acquisition were at Gong. They're my chumps, and then my challengers. I'm going to put Fathom and Pickle together. I have to say, it, I think Fathom yeah. to me really has the more interesting offer. But at the end of the day, they're doing something really similar, which is attaching to your existing communications platform, Zoom. And they're saying, we're going to work within that universe really well. And again, there's big differences here, guys. But if you're thinking about how do I get something up and running quickly? Again, who was my challenger last month when we talked, Jordan? We talked about HubSpot being my challenger. Yeah, it's not because they're cool, man. It's not because their software is better. It's not because, you know, they figured this out. It's because they've got the right angle in on the rest of the market, which, by the way, is not that sophisticated. And their needs aren't that sophisticated. (laughs) All right.
1: I went first, Jordan. Your turn. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to kick the convention here. And I say for challengers, I think it's both fathom and pickle. And my, my thought here is that, you know, the go-to-market is going to be one of the differentiators and they're going to start acquiring these like segment did this really well. Segment for startups segment said it's free. It's like totally free for you to say segment, like as long as you've raised under X and you, so they just wanted to capture as much market as possible. So this is the threat to gong and chorus both is that they're like, we'll eat away enough of your value that as the organizations grow, we'll grow into them. And so in some ways, I think about this like the CRM, right? It's like in some cases, HubSpot is the leader for Salesforce. (laughs) Uh, People use HubSpot and then they eventually graduate to, to Salesforce. Like what a good position for Salesforce to be in. But so i kind of put them together and that's the sort of threat from the bottom here to commoditize a lot of their features. But yes, for sure the champion has to be gone. You look at their, everything about their marketing side is so crisp. Stop losing winnable deals, right? Like, gosh, that speaks to- So good. That's so good, right? And. Alice has a good line here. It's like engage with your buyers in the five to nine, right after workouts. I was like, I love that. But you look at Goris. Uh, sorry, Goris, man. It's just like the last time, right? <laughs> oh, Gong. It's called Goris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is called Goris. Yeah, the number one conversation intelligence platform. That is just an awful tagline. And you just compare that to what Gong is doing, how they talk about themselves. The sort of a metrics-driven world to be really to be able to measure that. And I think that that's the key here. The thing that's going to make the gongs of the world succeed are to take the learnings from existing customers and bring them to new customers. And you're absolutely right, Doug. You called it that Chorus is now here to support the sale of Zoom Infos as you know, other offerings, where gong is like, uh, they're just going to drive down this lane much harder and faster. And you know they've got purple too, which is like all the rage in startups now. So that's really important. <laughs>
0: I have a crush on Gong. I gotta admit I have a crush on Gong. And the other thing I would, uh, you know, and it just multiple times, And you know, it, my crush will move on Gong. Don't worry. I'm not going to stalk you. It's not. It's OK. I am standing outside of your corporate headquarters right now with a boombox and some roses. But <laughs> there's a reason that they've won my admiration. And, and, you know, one of the things I skipped through is just their marketing is so, so really good. And they're just doing such a great job of taking this metadata they get from all these conversations and, Putting these factoids in the marketplace. It's just brilliant. It's really well done. So so I think we just agreed, though. I think we just agreed. We had the same grouping here. That's interesting. It makes me happy that you're smart today and you were dumb last month.
1: (laughs) I I still haven't got that case of
0: whiskey you promised me.
1: So, folks,
0: half truths and lies happening here. Half truths and lies. So, Well, Jordan, thank you. I I think, you know what, I got to tell you, I got to have you back in June. We're going to talk about some category again. Any ideas what category is going to bubble up for you, Jordan? What's hitting your front of your brain right now, man?
1: I actually want to talk about a category that I'm playing in, which is intelligence tools. So I've got a lot of understanding here about data intelligence for sales. So I think that that's where I want to go next. And I just think people are just totally using these intelligence tools wrong. And that's where I want to charge towards uh, towards next so.
0: Uh-oh, I'm in trouble, folks. That is definitely Jordan's backyard. How about we do lead routing software, Jordan? Why, why would we do that? <laughs> Let's do SEO software, buddy, okay. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for being on Chumps, Champions, and Challengers yet again. For the folks that were listed as Chumps, Challengers, and Champions, again, the checks in the mail and the apology note as well. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator podcast. Thanks to Jordan Crawford, CEO at Blueprint, for joining us today. If you would like to contact Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at blueprintgtm.com. That's blueprintgtm.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.